Are you hungry? Yes. Let's call room service. And what would you like? Hmm. Let's see. Truffle eggs with toast. A double espresso. Philip smiled and picked up the phone. Good evening, as always, Mr. McMillan. We would like eggs with truffles, toast, double espresso, and another bottle. Of iced Verve Clicquot, please. Constance sat on his lap. Philip hung up the receiver. You are very, very beautiful, he told her, starting to kiss her hands. Then her arms, then her neck. Constance took his head in her hands and lifted it, bringing it up to her face. Philip knew that Constance would be his last woman, the one with whom he could imagine himself, old and tired, or tragically dead, in some absurd adventure. He still couldn't understand how lucky he had been to meet her, but he was determined to honour that generous destiny to the last of his breaths. She kissed him passionately, and they made love again until room service arrived. Philip watched her eat. He was in awe of how elegant and wild she was at the same time. The prison must not have scratched anything of her attractiveness and had given her that sense of violence that literally drove him crazy. Finally, together, after years of letters, shared thoughts, willpower brought to the limit. Philip 
did not care how they managed it, how much effort, how much suffering was inflicted for it to be necessary to achieve that union. Philip was interested in being with her. That was all he could ever care about. They had shared the details of the operation for years in the secret language. That encrypted alphabet rewritten letter after letter for the sole purpose of preparing the escape. A careful and blessed practice which had served to survive and to imagine himself outside. Philip had strengthened his willpower. Day after day, exercise after exercise, visualizing the moment when when he would hug Constance for the first time and there he was in New York in a bed in a suite at the Plaza Hotel enjoying every minute of this new life. A moment that he had wanted to imagine. That he ached to see with strength and conviction with blind faith towards the universe and the laws that govern it. Constance watched him, Philip, and the religious search for a way out. Pursued by the first written words that had put them in contact. Philip and his blue eyes, which she would have loved anyway, even if they were brown. Life had been bizarre for her. A dishonest accountant 
had been enough to get her into trouble in a foreign land. No more art galleries, no more travel, no more life, no more anything. Then, with time and prison, she had whipped up the idea of doing good by distributing some of her non-frozen possessions to women who needed to free themselves from horrible super rats. She had discovered that the ways of ordinary justice almost never intersect with those of extraordinary justice. She hadn't had any criminal plan to put into action. It all happened out of a sense of justice. Born in a vacuum of justice. But Constance enjoyed the idea that she was still an idealist, especially in the aftermath of her escape, for which she hadn't hesitated to sacrifice some of the other prison mates and for whom she was not feeling guilty at all. Do you think I am an unscrupulous killer? She asked, while Philip was pouring her more champagne. Philip burst out laughing, Do you think it makes any difference to me? You are my redemption. You are the proof that everything, absolutely everything, is possible. You know what Mark Twain used to say. I was dead for millions of years before I was born. And it never inconvenienced me a bit. Constance smiled at him, then drank her champagne all in one gulp. I'm going to get dressed and put on the blonde wig. This is our last evening in New York. Tomorrow, at this time, we will be flying 
to Sydney and I want to do something. Nothing dangerous. Maybe a cinema or a theatre. What do you think? Can we do it? Philip smiled at her, imagining himself strong and big and confident and important as perhaps he had never really been. Once I performed in a small theatre in the village. A nice place. They do experimental things. There are never too many people. The manager was a weird man. I think his name was Francis or something like that. What do you say? Shall we go? Or maybe you prefer something more elegant? Constance peeked out of the bathroom with some makeup and wearing a blonde goldy horn cactus flower style wig. Sounds perfect to me, she told him, humming the refrain of I'll Fly For You by Spandau Ballet that was playing on the radio at that very moment. Thank you.